and welcome to Point Streak, a podcast where we talk everything gaming and the issues that concern gamers. We're all members and contributors at Enthusiacs.com, and thank you again for joining us. You can follow us uh, on Twitter, at Enthusiacs, or uh, see our YouTube channel, Enthusiacs, where all our video content for the site resides. Uh, I am your usual host, Jeff, or Baron Fang, and today I am joined by Goose. How are you, Goose? Happy to be here. And back once again, also Greg. How are you, Greg? Good, good. Thanks for having me. And uh, let's just get to what everyone's been playing so far. How about you, Goose? I have been playing a massive amount of Fallout 4. <laughs> I think it has I'm that effect, at yeah. Least, yeah. I think I'm up to at least 80 hours now. I've never heard of someone who plays a small amount of Fallout 4, a smidge yeah. of Fallout 4. <laughs> I played it for the first hour or so. I got a good handle on it. I put it down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, and uh, I'm not following too closely. Is that your first PS4 game? Yes, yes yeah. it is. Okay, well, color me surprised, <laughs> being how big a Fallout fan you are. <laughs> I, I can vaguely remember back to our Fallout 4 podcast, you, you probably more or less said at the time that that's what would be that would get you into the next gen, so. Oh, yes. Not surprised at all. How about you, Greg? Uh, I've been playing uh, Firewatch uh, mm. on PS4, was like an indie game, mm. Uh I'm going to use this term. I hate this term, but it's the best way I can say it. It's a walking simulator, story-driven mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so apologize. I hate the term walking simulator. It's stupid, but yeah. Uh, it, it's a good game. Uh, all the reviews will tell you it's an anticlimactic ending. They're right. But other than that, it is a fun game. So Cool, cool. Uh, well, I've been playing uh, a little bit of Banner Saga. I'm trying to decide whether or not uh, I'm interested enough to finish it. It's a really lovely game, but uh, I just hate the combat. It, the story is great. The artwork is artwork and music are just uh, like nothing you've ever seen. It's like a Disney movie, but uh, the combat is uh, is just awful. <laughs> uh, and uh, there's a fair amount of it, so it's kind of hard to uh, just hold your nose through it. But um, I don't know. We'll see. There's a Banner Saga two came out recently, recently, and uh, I might have to sit that one out given how much trouble <laughs> having finding uh, getting through this one uh, critically acclaimed, but not my thing uh, as far as the combat's concerned. Um, well, let's uh, let's get to our topic du jour. Uh, and Goose, uh, I have to credit you. You gave me this idea almost a year ago, and I wrote it down and promptly forgot about it. <laughs> so I don't know what it was that sort of re-triggered my interest, but uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna look at voice acting in games. Um, and it's it's something that I've been uh, thinking about a little bit lately because uh, I've been watching Jen play Uncharted on and off uh, the the Uncharted series rather. Uh, you've got that same uh, that same remastered pack, uh, Greg, for the PS4 as well. I do. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I might actually open it one day. <laughs> Well, look, I, I I don't really know anything about uh, Uncharted, but uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Goose. There, it, it fairly uh, fairly competent voice acting f- f- from what you can see uh, oh, from, yes, from what I've seen so far. And oh, yeah, uh, I was sitting there, you know, just listening here and there, and uh, you know, obviously I recognize Nolan North. Kind of impossible mm-hmm. not to, but uh, I I did recognize a few other voices here and there, and uh, yeah, it got me thinking why why haven't we touched uh, voice acting yet? So. Um, now I I'm old enough. Here we go again, Greg. Uh, All right. I'm old enough. Sticking the old routine. <laughs> I'm old enough to remember back when uh, just voice content in games was just sort of a 
just just something that was tossed in every once in a while. And I'm not talking about proper voice acting. I I just mean the odd little thing like uh, the, it's funny. We were talking about Coleco recently. There were actually a couple of Coleco games that had sort of rudimentary little voice files in the game where you know it was just a phrase or someone would yell something you know as basic as it gets uh fast forward years later i remember playing one of the sort of uh first 3d duke Duke nukem titles i remember there were a couple sort of duke you can imagine what duke Mm -hmm. nukem would say it's it's, yeah (laughs) yeah i I know them all yeah just thrown in not fully voice acted but you know the odd Mm -hmm. sexist or violent or hooray comment thrown in for the hell of it right uh and then you kind of got to the day, uh, and Goose, you're a big RPG guy. You probably remember these days where the the voice acting was kind of restricted to your cutscenes, but the rest of the game wasn't uh, fully voice acted. You might kind of call that a transition period <laughs> where you had some oh, FMV yeah, a... sort of sequences. Mm-hmm. But for me, uh, you've got to go back. And, and look, there, there may have been games before this, but just speaking from personal experience, the first game I ever played that was 100% fully voice acted start to finish was Legacy of Cain Blood Omen. Uh, now, I played I played the PC port of the original PlayStation version. Uh, I, if there were fully voice acted games before this, I'm sure there probably were. Um, they couldn't have been that um, they couldn't have been that uh, previous to this because I think this was 1996 or seven or possibly 98. But wow, did it ever have an impression on me? I mean, uh, not not only was it uh, you know going from games that had almost no voice acting to fully voice acted, but the, just the cast was ridiculous. Like you, you know Simon Templeman, Paul Lukather, Tony J, uh, just uh, Rene Auberjonois, uh, who is uh, Odo. Any good Star Trek fan will know. Uh, just a ton of like voice acting stars all crammed into the one game. And Michael Bell too, uh, who is uh, Duke from uh, from GI Joe, <laughs> the GI Joe cartoon, and among other mm-hmm. things. Uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna see a game first time that's voice acted, not a bad place to start. Um, I might ask you too. What was the f- you probably had the the experience that I did, where you were kind of slowly uh, ex- exposed to the concept. But what was the first time? I'll start with you, Goose. What was the first time you ever played a game that was really fully start to finish uh, vo- voice acting, and it and it was you know notable to you in your personal history? I honestly think the first one would have been um, Seaman for the Dreamcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think that may have been the first game I ever played that was fully voice acted. Wow. wow. There there are so many jokes that we could just throw out there right now. That <laughs> it's just low-hanging fruit, and I'm just not going to pick it. Yeah, yeah. And as a former Seaman, I expect, no- expect nothing less of you, Greg. But uh, just uh, want to point out I was never a Seaman. <laughs> Uh, how about I mean that's a that's a good one Goose um, uh, a, a very weird fully voice acted game uh, by any <laughs> definition but oh uh, yes good definitely one. up there on the weirder meter yeah um, how about you Greg is there one that really stands out for you all right so the the first game that I can remember actually having like a real person's voice in it was and I'm going back to 1993 with uh, Prince of Persia 2: The Shadow and the Flame for MS DOS. Really? Wow. Yeah, I I played that. I had an old Tandy. And so, I mean, this was back before you even had sound cards really coming with, you know, (laughs) with your machines yet. Yeah. But Tandy had a sound card. It was a Tandy sound, I think is what they called it. Mm. And I had always played this at a buddy's house. And it it just it it only had like with the the bleeps and bloops that you're you're used to having come out of a PC from that era. Yeah. And suddenly I booted it up on on my my PC on the Tandy, and 
this voice starts coming out and he says, in ancient Persia. And the first time I heard that, I'm like, what is happening with my computer? It's been possessed. <laughs> There's now a man speaking to me through it, talking about Persia. But so yeah, that narrator was narrator for the game then. Uh, yeah, there was a narrator for uh, the cutscenes and, and certain other things. He didn't say a whole awful lot, mm. but there wasn't a lot of talking to the game just in general because it was really meant to be played by people who didn't have sound cards. So, like, there wasn't a lot of talking. But anytime somebody was talking, yeah. uh, there was usually the narrator either talking through it or you would hear their voice. And uh, So that was, I guess, the first time I saw voice integrated. Now, the first, like, fully voiced game which I, th- I think is, is the other part of your question where you were going with this. Uh, and I'm, I, I go to the classic Resident Evil. That's the first one. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good one. And that's, I mean, if I'm going to remember the first fully voiced game, it, it's going to have to have voice acting as infamous as Resident <laughs> Evil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> memorable for a different reason than, yeah. than mine. Um, and it, yeah, it's uh, that this that transition period that I talked about, you know, your FMV, your, your cutscenes and, and nothing else and the transition period i i imagine a lot a lot of that you know i I imagine they could have done a lot more if it weren't for the fact that you know pre-cds for uh, consoles and stuff that just space would have been a limitation i imagine (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i remember i remember the days before mp3s existed and wave files i mean they're still big but even back in the day wave files took up a lot of space and i can only imagine how difficult it oh was yeah to Man, i can gamer i that. can remember the first mp3 players coming out and uh let's see i was i was in, in high school at the time mm. and everyone was like oh this thing can hold up to 10 songs on it <laughs> yeah yeah, I, I can remember going into into like subdirectories in old PC games and actually finding the the sound files in some cases, and you know literally being able to click on them and, mm-hmm. and hear them, you know, before they did things like you know crunching them down and using alternate yeah. more modes of of storing them. Uh, yeah, uh, and then you know fa- fast forward to I I, I imagine that uh, the 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 transition to the original PlayStation probably. Uh, Probably created a bit of a renaissance there because, you know, finally you had a full disc or multiple discs to work with and actually putting voice acting in it uh, would have been uh, fairly easy. I I can imagine for a lot of people uh, that first Metal Gear Solid game goose uh, would have been among the the first like really well polished voice acted game, fully fully voice acted games that a lot of people would have came across too. Oh yeah, it definitely is. Um, yeah, and and I, I mean, I I never played the PlayStation version, but I can I I have to assume that would have been multiple discs, wouldn't it? Like, could they have fit a whole game with that many voice files on one disc back then, with uh, six hundred fifty megs I or whatever actually, it was? <laughs> I actually never played it on the PlayStation, so I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, it's funny. I I never played it on that there either. I played it on the PC <laughs> of all things. So yeah. So I, I, a general question, and uh, you know, I was talking to Tony about this a few a few weeks ago, and I, I still don't know that I I know my answer, but uh, I might start with you, Greg. Does it affect your experience? I mean, you play a lot of indie titles and the odd older title and stuff, yeah. but like, d- does the quality of the voice acting or the lack of or the presence of the voice acting affect your experience that much, or is it is it something that's just in this day and age expected? And you, you does it jump? Does it even? When you're thinking about how good a game is and your experience of it, does the voice acting rank that highly anymore for you? 
It does for me, actually. Um, you know, I love indie games, and I don't. It's not necessary, so I'm not going to sit there and be like, "Well, there was no voice acting." Yeah. But I mean, it's important enough. So if you're going to have voice acting, you better do it right. Yeah. Because you don't have the novelty factor that that no. allowed Resident Evil to get away <laughs> with that crap. Yeah. All those years ago. I mean, like yeah. Resident Evil was 20 years ago. You could not put out a game that says, "Oh, you were almost a Jill sandwich." Now people would <laughs> laugh about it. It would be a joke. You know, so it's it's much more important now. But at the same time, like I, it's not 100% necessary. I play indie titles all the time that don't have any voice acting in them. Yeah. But at the same time, I prefer it to have the voice acting. I like it. Now, and I'm even old school. I put the subtitles on still. So, yeah. And that's just a personal preference. But I like, I like having the voice acting. I think it helps me be more immersed. And yeah. it's not that I don't like reading. Again, subtitles are there. I'm reading along with it. But... I just think it, it helps, especially since I've, I'm really into story-driven games lately, and a lot of indie games are story-driven. Yeah. Uh, that really helps me get into it if there's a voice on the other side. Yeah. Well, imagine, uh, it seems you got some enjoyment out of uh, Firewatch. Imagine how different that game would have been if the two main voices in the game had both been terrible actors. <laughs> yeah. <know>? Yeah, <laughs> that, would have been, that would have been, I mean, I wouldn't have been able to play through it if they'd been awful <laughs> actors, or if they had been not voiced at all. Yeah. And I had to read text for all of that. I probably would have given up yeah. on that game. So you know, it's important is if you want to tell a story and and you don't have a, a, vo- a voiceover, then you really need to have done a lot of thought as to how it was going to work out. Yeah, because you can't just get away with just throwing up a block of text anymore. Yeah. Well, Goose, uh, you know, as I said before, you're both a, a Fallout fan and RPG guy, uh, going way back. Uh, uh, same question to you. Does does the does the voice acting, its presence or its quality, uh, does it have an effect on your overall experience? I feel like I gotta I gotta agree with Greg here, in that it helps the experience. But I wouldn't say it's if the game doesn't have voice acting, I'm automatically going to say, oh, that's trash. I would rather it have. If you're going to have voice acting, make it good. Otherwise, just give me the text. Yeah. Yeah, I, I played a, a game recently um, that, that's a great example of this. Uh, I, I won't call it an indie game, a small developer, a small polish, publisher, a game called Face Noir, which was kind of an adventure, point-and-click adventure game, um, very noir, sort of Raymond Chandler-esque detective story set in the 30s. Um, extremely... I think there's a few more dated references you could have thrown in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm just painting a picture here. Yeah. Anyway... Uh, a very uneven voice acting uh, experience that game. Some of the voice actors in the game were good, and some were absolutely terrible. And it, as you said, Greg, the immersion was <laughs> greatly affected. Like every time I would encounter certain characters, I it was just like just nails on a chalkboard. How bad it was! Like I, I couldn't believe that the same people. You ha- one has to assume that it would have been a consistent sound director or whoever's in charge of that sort of stuff across all this. And the fact that they that they let these one performances stand and the, these other go. Uh, wow, that was. I, I don't know that I've ever played one that's that jarring. Um, I, and then again, I don't know that I've ever played one that's quite as across the board bad as <laughs> Resident Evil either. Now that I think of it, with it actually, House of the Dead by Sega is, a, is probably up there in terms of just like laughably bad uh, performances in the face of, uh, of 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 horror too. Isn't that always mm-hmm. the case? But voice acting is never worse than when you can't get the scare across. <laughs> <laughs> or or the horror of something across in an effective way. Um, 
I, I, I wanted to mention uh, just an experience I had pre- uh, recently. I, I played uh, one of, and it's not a brand new game, but one of the Shadowrun titles. And mm-hmm. this game is very much going back to, and kind of aping the notes of the uh, of the Shadowrun game on the SNES, which obviously didn't have sound. And it felt really weird playing a game that was text-only for the first time in a while. Like, odd. But I, I have to admit, in the end, I I, I enjoyed it uh, just as much. So it's it's for me, it's not a, a deal breaker at all. Uh, I, I think if it fits the game, and in this case, it was a very retro game anyway, um, you can get away with it. Um, now, I, also mentioning, uh, getting back to Fallout again, um, I, over time, as the game industry has gotten bigger, we've seen more and more um, big name actors. I mean, is it is it insulting to say real actors? That's what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, it, it sort of is. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I and guess. Listen, I'm not a voice actor. You're not going to personally <laughs> insult me. But, I mean, uh, voice acting is is acting. And, yeah. and some of those people are, you know, like, you could say real actor. But then, you know, listen, if you want to get somebody to voice Optimus Prime, you're not going to find anyone who does it better than Peter Cullen. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, tell me who's the real actor there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I guess I could say Hollywood actors. That would be a more diplomatic way of saying yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I think. As the industry's gotten bigger and as game companies try and use hooks and stuff to get people interested, you've seen more and more you know, big-name actors used. Um, I mean, I don't know how big – he's a big name to me. Michael Ironside playing Sam Fisher in, in Splinter Cell was a good example. Um you know, massive, Mass Effect and and Fallout are just littered with uh, you know actors that we, pe- you know people know from television and movies, uh, you know, top mm-hmm. top to bottom, um, and and I think it probably adds to the appeal. Uh, and in some cases, those performances are really good. I mean, uh, I I've never played uh, I've never played Fallout Three, but I, I hear that uh, that uh, both um, oh now I've forgotten his name, the Irish guy. Uh, Malcolm McDowell no, no. or Liam Neeson. <laughs> Liam Neeson. I've heard that Liam Neeson's performance is is very well liked, and um, mm-hmm. oh, I've forgotten the other guy's name. Uh, Hellboy. <laughs> Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. The, the, you know, two Hollywood actors who whose performances were really highly praised in that game, and you know, I don't think anyone would regret their involvement. Uh, then you get ones that were a little bit out of left field, like Matthew Perry. <laughs> Well, yeah, everyone thinks that Matthew Perry did a bit. Now, the the sad thing about this is Matthew Perry, he's just a Fallout fan. That's why he wanted to be in the game. Yeah. And then it just breaks your heart. Yeah, because, you know, he obviously was enthusiastic about uh, being in it. It's just, you know, maybe he didn't really have what it took to play that (laughs) that I I think he was poorly cast. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to go with. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I can agree with that. What I was getting to is... um, I guess a, a dual question is: Is that actually to you guys a selling point? And conversely, is it a distraction? I'll start with you, Goose. Like when you're seeing, like for example, you know, Kiefer Sutherland recently uh, stepping into the shoes of Snake, etc. Is this sort of stuff a, a distraction to you, particularly if it's a voice that you know for, from else, elsewhere, like 24 or whatnot, or is it something that really doesn't register with you? I feel like it really depends. For example, if they if they go in and do a really good job, I feel like it'll it'll up the experience, particularly if you're a fan of them. Mm. But I really personally to me it doesn't really make a difference unless they do a bad job and then I'm just like, I expected better from you. Yeah. Sometimes my favorite performances are the ones where I don't know who it is right away. They're just so they've just, you know, melted into the character that I'm not quite sure who it is right away, you know? Like a 
there's certain actors out there that you can't mistake who they are because they really only have one gear. <laughs> and then there's others that are really able to immerse themselves uh, to the point where, you know, you get a really su- surprising performance out of them. Is there anyone that you've been sort of put off by in, in, a, in a game, uh, Greg, or one that really sold the experience for you? Uh, well, I, I gotta, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention Jennifer Hale. Mm. Uh, everyone's favorite. Uh, so, I mean, she's she's been a ton of games. She continues to do voice work. She's done, uh, I can't even count the number of characters I've heard her do on Sophia the First on Disney Junior, and you <laughs> knew I was going to sneak that in there. Take a shot, folks. FYI, going back to the Jessica Jones podcast, I did find that David Tennant is actually our Disney Junior connection. He played Seriously? Igor the Door. Yes, he played Igor the Door in uh, Mickey's Monster Musical. So, <laughs> there wow. we go. So, uh, so you got some of that where I, you know, I, I really like when they do a good job, but at the same time, I am constantly, as as is obvious to anybody who listens to the Hero Talk knows, constantly distracted by when I hear the voice, can I place it? Yeah. Who is that? Do yeah. I know who that is? And yeah. and it it's it's kind of off-putting to me, and, and especially, like, I remember there was a couple of voices in Fallout 4. Uh, I want to say uh, Paladin Dance was one voice where I sort of knew who it was, but like you're trying not to hit spoilers, <laughs> so you can't you can't go googling and try yeah. to figure out what's going on there. But it it can it can be a little distracting to me, although I think I'm not the usual. But I mean, some people are. Well, for example, and I, I have present company accepted, but uh, <laughs> hearing a Canadian accent on somebody who's nominally not supposed to be Canadian is very <laughs> off-putting to me. <laughs> So Mark Mir sometimes just doesn't quite sit right with me when he's yeah. talking because I'm like I could hear it and it's it's so it's so definitive mm. I, I I almost feel bad so and he's he's I I like him as a voice actor I shouldn't I shouldn't be mean I'm not trying to to mm. knock him I'm just saying like it's things like that that could actually really affect a performance for yeah. me. Yeah, the first time I heard one of the Vorsha say a boot in uh, in Mass Effect, it really threw me too. So yeah, I, I have to I have to agree with you. Um, well, I, I might ask uh, while we're on the subject of some favorites, uh, some uh, with with uh, each of you, uh, Goose. Is there any uh, is there any voice actors that you'd call out uh, in particular as being favorites of yours, or ones that you uh, that you fondly remember or, or look forward to in games? I would say that, and I say this with no shame. I am a serious Simon Templeman fanboy. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much anything he's in, even if it's bad, I will play or watch it. I really don't care. Yeah, yeah. He has, he has one of those like what I would call the epic voices, kind of like um, Christopher Lee in a way. That it just, no matter what he's done, it kind of adds to the performance. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mentioned Blood Omen up the front. That that I've been a Simon Templeman game ever since the first line <laughs> in that game, uh, and you know he's he's obviously been a stalwart of a lot of the Bioware titles. Uh, he was Logan, I think, wasn't he in uh, Origins or? Um... Oh yes, was easily he? the easily the best voice actor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. You know, Mass Effect, uh, quite a few characters there, including the uh, the professor that locked his uh, brother in the uh, evil computer in Overload. I, I can never remember the the exact names, but yeah, he's a he's a very memorable voice. Um. Uh. How about you, Greg? Is there any any names that uh, jump out to you as uh, your favorites? All right. Well, Jennifer Hale, Jennifer Hale I put her also. out there, but I feel yeah. I should bring her up again. Uh. I I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Nolan North. Mm. I'm surprised we haven't brought him up more by now because I think he voices everything. <laughs> Just about. Yeah. Um, let me think. Oh, 
Oh, so you know who else who I, I really like her voice? She shows up in a lot of the Bioware titles. Mm. Uh, and that's, um, oh, voice is Ashley. I'm blanking right now on the title or on oh, her name. Um, dear, dear, dear. Uh, she's the mom on Doc McStuffins on Disney Junior. Are you kidding uh, me? Really? No, why would I joke about <laughs> Doc McStuffins? It's a devil shot, people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Kim Brooks. Thank you. Okay. Sorry, I had to Google it really quick. Oh, but yeah, okay, Kim Brooks. Yeah, yeah I, I like her voice. Uh, so I usually, I tend to just like roles that she does, and she does quite a bit of voice work, and I hear her yeah. pop up here and there, and a ton of stuff. But again, she's the voice on Doc McStuffins, so I always hear her going like, what's up, Doc? And yeah. stuff like, all right, anyway, I'm not going to do my Kim Brooks impression, because I am not a voice actor. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, usually anytime Ron Perlman shows up in a game, I'm a fan, mm. so... I think he's voiced Batman once or twice, and I mean he shows up in a ton of stuff. So I'm I'm kind of happy to play play with him. Uh, other than that, you can't go wrong when you know you have some of the old stalwarts of voice acting, like Jess Harnell voice anyone in the game, and you know obviously as I, I mentioned before, if you get Peter Cullen to, to voice Optimus Prime, I'm going to be a fan. I would listen to that man read the phone book. So yeah, you know. yeah. So yeah, usual. Yeah. Well, look. Uh... I mentioned Simon Templeman. That's definitely near the top of my list. Uh, Cam Clark, uh, who you know does as many cartoons. Uh, he was, uh, as Greg will remember, he was Deflator Mouse in, <laughs> in, um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and also Leonardo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, famously Liquid Snake, and uh, more than a few other uh, well-known um, game characters. He actually reprised uh, his Robotech character in a few games as well, too, oddly enough. So he's definitely a favorite of mine. Uh, I can't... Uh, Courtney Taylor, long been a fan of hers, too. Uh, long before Mass oh, Effect, yes, too. Oh, yes, very much. Uh, you know, probably, probably my who's, favorite who's, female who's voice. Who Courtney Taylor uh, in Mass Effect? Jack, uh, most notably. Um, and, okay. Uh, and then... Uh, Oh, I'm forgetting the name of her character from uh, from old uh, from uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Goose, help me out here. <laughs> the uh, the cat Cathar or whatever that she played. I know exactly who you're talking yeah. about, and I cannot think J- of the name. Jahani, Jahani, Jahani. That's it. She's also the lead uh, female for yeah, Fallout Four. In Fallout Four, exactly. Yeah, uh, that that oh. was uh, that was something else. Uh, hearing that, I, I figured I, I figured they had. Uh, I failed. Okay, I'm sorry. Are you playing a Are you playing a dude in that one, Greg? Well, yeah, I played a dude, but like I, I thought I'm usually so good at picking up on voices, and obviously, like the whole time you're making your face. Yeah, you yeah, know the, yeah. the, the 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 her character is going like, I really like your nose. Like I just took his nose off. What are you? <laughs> you're sociopathic, lady. But yeah, yeah, I I completely didn't place that voice. I feel so personally embarrassed and shamed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also. Uh, I, I also quite like David Hayter. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't bring him up. Yeah, he, David Hayter is the only true snake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, you know, this the, the the those games are not perfect, but I really can't find fault with his performance. Even even what it is a little bit hammy at times. He's 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 just he just owns that role. Uh, and, and it was a shame to see him uh, get pushed aside for uh Gruffer McSutherland's uh, uh, performance, which I, I suppose in terms of just sheer word count was probably less than a lot of the other games, but I don't know. I, I think that's one of those situations where the uh, the temptation to go Hollywood uh, hurts the end product, unfortunately, but um, I'm sure it's, uh, well, it's definitely not the first time, and, and it won't be the last. Uh, that Sam Fisher that I mentioned earlier, Michael Ironside stepped out, and the guy they replaced him with, not 
quite up to the task. Um, also, uh, you know, I mentioned Michael Bell up the front. I've, I've seen him do a, a few games. He's an absolute legend. I don't think he's uh, in the biz anymore, but uh, man, he's a favorite of mine too. Um, well, I might, I might finish off by just asking if uh, what games you would say uh, would be your faves. Uh, Goose, uh, like just in terms of the quality of the voice acting series or game that just it would be tops for you. I've got to give it to the Uncharted series, honestly. Hmm. All all four of the games, because I actually do have four, I just haven't played it much, but they all have phenomenal voice acting, and it's from everybody. Usually in a game, I can always pick out that one voice that just kind of nickels me a little, but with these this series, I still haven't found one, so i got to give it a nod. Hmm. How about you, Greg? Uh, what would be the uh, the pinnacle for you? The pinnacle? Well, that was a question <laughs> I was not prepared to answer. <laughs> Um, all right. If I'm, if I'm being perfectly honest with myself and, uh, so, you know, I would not say this otherwise, unless I was being perfectly honest with myself, I would say the Mass Effect series Mm. had the best voice acting that I have heard in a long, long time. And I still haven't heard anything that quite equals it. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't, uh, I can't argue with that. Uh, and I don't recommend Bioware games lately. I really don't. (laughs) I don't like them as a company in general. <laughs> that that so is that I, is not a joke. If yeah. I point you in Bioware's direction, it's because they earned it. Because as a company, yeah. I'm just not a fan. But. Yeah. Well, look, I, I think that those games were a mixture of uh, some really good journeyman uh, voice actors um, mixed in with you know the, the Hollywood people that they brought in were perfect for the roles. I yeah. I, I really with the. Uh, Actually, even Freddie, even Freddie Prince, um, for, for the characters he was playing, I thought like, he 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 hit the character yeah. spot on. Honestly, yeah. yeah, I mean he certainly wasn't miscast. Um, mm-hmm. You know he's 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 not going to win any Oscars, but uh, he 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 pulled it off. Um, and you know I I really can't think of any um, any down notes in in terms of the voice cast in any of the games. Um, really. Uh, I, I, I at times I thought that the guys that did the uh, Solarian voices, uh, you know, might have inhaled a little helium to pull off that sort of <laughs> high pitch tone they were going for. But yeah, yeah, generally speaking, pretty good across the board. I got to go back. Uh, no surprise for what my earlier comments were to the uh, to the Soul Reaver and Blood Omen series. Uh, yeah, I, I've really. It really had made an impression on me early, and I, I've not seen a, a series uh, top it yet. Um, and, and just when you look at the uh, – go, go to the IMDb listings for that cast and, and try and find a game that uh, that has people with more experience than, than that across uh, TV, uh, cartoons, and games. It, it's a – yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of top talent. Uh, they those games weren't you know huge budgets, but uh, they they certainly didn't skimp on the voice acting talent. Yeah. That's for can sure. I get an honorable mention? Sure, absolutely. Uh, I would say the Arkham series gets an honorable mention. Now mm. I didn't say the best because there are some awful voice actors in there who yeah. give some awful performances. It was, was an uneven series, I think. It's yeah, however, it, I'm very hard-pressed to, to let us get through a whole podcast on voice acting and not once mention, mention Kevin Conroy as Batman yeah. and Mark Hamill as the Joker. Yeah, fair enough. And then uh, and Arlene Sorkin as Harley Quinn in, in Arkham Asylum. And I guess, yeah, Tara Strong was in there for the other ones. For the so other ones, yeah. yeah. I, yeah I'm no. not as big a Tara Strong fan as some other people are. That's okay. Yeah. I'm okay with that. But yeah, uh, the, the Arkham, it was very lopsided, but the people who did hit their mark hit their mark spot on. So Yeah, man. God, there were some bad ones, though. Like, 
So every once in a while, you'd walk up to a guard or something, and it would just be so phoned in. <laughs> it was it was really like he would just say, "Oh, Batman!" Like almost the same way he'd be like, "Oh, a penny." Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, having not played uh, um, Arkham Knight yet, I'm not really sure what to expect there. I, I've heard a lot of people complain about the uh, the Batman performance in that game, but uh, I haven't heard too much. About I, I think the rest that was the more the script than Kevin Conroy, to be honest with you. Uh, okay, fair enough. Um, actually, I did forget one question for you guys. Um, we're seeing a lot of uh, you know new new technology get talked about. You know, your, your VR, etc increasingly um you know the visuals are as ever where the cutting edge sort of is in, in games um looking ahead do you really see do, do you really see any likelihood that they're they're ever going to do anything differently w- w- with voice acting or, or whether there even needs to or is it the situation of you know ain't broke don't fix it uh, anything that you'd like to see them do or expect to see them do goose basically i just think they need to polish what they're doing now and as you just said, it ain't broke. Don't fix it. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Greg? Uh, do, do you see as you know all these headsets and other fully immersive games are are coming to the fore that uh, that they're going to try to do anything in the audio side or the the acting side to to, to uh, I don't know innovate in step with the the visuals or I, I don't know what else you can do. Mm. Somebody has to talk into a microphone somewhere, right? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I I, I think. It's a system that's not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I wonder whether they might go to a more, uh, you know, interactive uh, type setup. But that, you know, that's really just a case of uh, of recording many, many multiple versions yeah. <laughs> of possibilities. And I, I've, I've the few games I've played that have tried to go that route, the quality starts to dip rather heavily. You know, after the tenth take with a variation on something, it uh, doesn't always work out. Well, thanks, guys. Um, I think that about covered everything I wanted to ask on this. And we will have to get around to doing music at some point, too, won't we? Uh, that's another one <laughs> that came up a while back that uh, we've been loath to get to yet. Um, as I mentioned up the top of the show, uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at Enthusiax, or check out our YouTube channel where all our Let's Plays and other video content uh, reside. Um our forums are up on the right-hand corner at the top of the enthusiast.com page if you want to uh, join in the various discussions there. Our email address for this podcast is pointstreak at enthusiast.com if you have any questions, feedback, or suggestions. Thanks again to my guests, Goose and Greg. And uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on another episode of Point Streak. Thank you, guys. Thanks, and good night. Yeah.